1: Cincinnati Bengals are going on the road looking for their first win. Let's check in with Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals and find out the biggest stories and the biggest matchups as we talk about this
2: week five game for the first time. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thursday, that means only one thing, Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This week, Cardinals-Bengals. Not exactly the first four weeks that either of these teams would have expected, but here we are, week five. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals, Jake Lisko, James Rapine, Locked On Bengals here. This episode of Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Prize picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, go to prizepicks.com/slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. So, gentlemen, we're gonna talk biggest storylines. We're gonna talk key matchups, we'll talk past the victory for both of these teams. Um, both sitting in one and three and kind of with different imminent trajectories and you know future trajectories, boys. It's been an interesting time out there in Cincinnati. Kind of give me a rundown of what we've seen through camp through the first four weeks and what the Bengals are sitting at as they come in to week five into Arizona.
3: Well, it's it's all about Joe Burrow, Alex, and and that's where it it is. That's where it's going to be, I think, for the foreseeable future, and probably will be regardless of of how Sunday goes or or next week or the, or the following few weeks because. Joe Burrow is clearly playing at less than 100% with the calf and this Bengals team has underachieved and underperformed as a team for the, the past four weeks. And one in three is not where anyone expected this team to be going into a week five matchup with the Cardinals when the schedule came out. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of pressure on this team. Joe Burrow on Wednesday called it a must win cut off a reporter as he, he was being asked if, if it's a must-win, said yes, and wasn't being rude, just I think was making it very, very clear uh, about the mindset. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if the calf can hold up, if he can avoid any setbacks. He aggravated it a few weeks ago in, with the Ravens uh, in week two. And so if he can avoid that, I think he's hoping to do a little bit more, be a little bit more mobile on Sunday in Arizona Because this is as much of a must-win as you can have, I think, in a a week five uh, in the NFL season because of where this Bengals team is and where they hope to be at the end of the year.
1: And Burrow's calf has just made them so easy to defend. His immobility that he's talked about, it just makes him so easy to tee off at. You know exactly where he's going to be. You don't have to account for him in the run game at all right now. I think it's affected his throwing. He said in his press conference today that it hasn't affected his throwing. The offensive line has had its issues, protection rules, whatever it is, individuals losing. It's not just Burrow, but it all certainly starts with Burrow. He elevates the floor of the football team. He is the driver of the offense that they've built around him that is not one of those QB-friendly offenses like we see in Miami or in San Francisco or even Detroit. could even throw Los Angeles, the the Rams, into that mix. It's a QB-driven offense where Joe Burrow is the general driving traffic for this team and when he's not going well, everything else around him looks worse. Like James says, it starts with Burrow and he will determine the success of the Bengals this year. But the pieces around him have all had their share of miscues as well, whether it's penalties, drops, lost blocks, blown assignments, whatever it is. A lot needs to get fixed for the Cincinnati Bengals team to write their trajectory.
0: Yeah. And I mean, bringing Orlando Brown Jr. in this offseason, big, big acquisition, like what does the offensive line look like? I, it seems like from what James said, they're not doing the stagnant Joe Burrow any favors, but has there been a level up there, or is it still a point of contention, point of concern?
3: No, I think they're better, but better is relative, right? And, and are, are they a top 10 unit right now? No, and I think people are more down on them after what happened in Tennessee because it it, it was ugly in Nashville for a bunch of reasons, and, and the offensive line certainly has a hand in that. But overall, I, I do think they're better. And you need to get their best game of the year on Sunday And because we don't know what Joe Burrow is going to be like. And regardless of, of whether that calf is 50% or 100%, spoiler, it won't be 100, mm-hmm. they do need to win this game. And, and this is a, a kitchen sink type game where you can't fall to one and four. You have to get the two and three. So the offensive line certainly has to uh, to step up and play better. Meanwhile, in in Alex, I, I was in the Bengals locker room, I don't know, a half hour ago. And everyone really respects the Cardinals, likes what they're doing, praised multiple players on both sides of the ball. I talked to a bunch of different veterans, and I think every team that saw them on the schedule coming into this, at least their fans, looked at it like, oh, the Cardinals are tanking, they're not going to be good. I don't think the Bengals view it that way. I think they, they look at the Cardinals as a really good team. What's the the biggest story right now going into Sunday's game for Arizona? Them being
0: where they are through four weeks, like yeah. I, I uh, coined the Dallas Cowboys win as the lifetime achievement award for the 2023 season for the Cardinals, where they played an ugly yet competent game in Week One when nobody really knew who anybody was. Joshua Dobbs was with the team for less than a month at that point, two weeks. Um, they play an almost they play a perfect first half against the Giants in week two. They beat Dallas in week three and then you know they hold their own against against the 49ers in week four. The, the biggest storyline here in the valley is competency and um, cohesion and balance, especially with the offense. Like they went from um, not so great of a coach team to a team that has a big boy offense. A defense that's ball hawking severely under talent, under talented, I guess, if I want to make a word on a Thursday. But all in all, going into Sunday, they are a respected franchise, a respected team, even though, you know, they're one in three. And this is a two year rebuild. And everybody knew that to begin with. Uh, Joshua Dobbs is playing out of his mind. And I don't think that that's necessarily a thing that it surprised me. But it obviously didn't surprise Monty Osborne and Jonathan Gannon. Otherwise, they wouldn't trade for him so late. And the offensive line with Paris Thompson Jr. and D.J. Humphreys and Jalty Froholt at center, who's been a vision uh, in the stead of, of Rodney Hudson leaving and retiring. This team is one that is fun to watch, even though it's clunky and weird sometimes. Like I, I've said on the show the last two weeks, those are the two most fun games I've watched since starting to cover the team in, 20, in, in 2017 for Locked On. I've been in radio in Phoenix for, since 2012. It's There's always been something off. There's always been something you didn't necessarily believe in. This is a cohesive, unified front of. This is what it's going to be. Now with infusion of talent when Kyler Murray comes back, you can really have something cooking here in, in, in the desert. It's just, they're running wow. the ball, though.
1: Yeah. That, that's what's been so impressive to me is it's one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL. They're holding their own, like you said, on defense. I mean, with spots. They, they yeah, certainly sure. did against Dallas with guys that, without Buda Baker with guys that you wouldn't expect to be. So for me, from like the Bengals side, I'm thinking if they can't get right against this defense, these problems aren't going anywhere. Whereas maybe the expectations will be different from, from the Cardinals perspective, where they feel like they've shown that they can play with these guys. Yeah. I
0: mean, I'm assuming that this is a massive Jamar chase will eat game. I'm hoping, you know, that it won't be the case, but after obviously what it came out and he said, he's always open all these things like this. Is a perfect situation For the verticality of this offense Even with T. Higgins out Um, Tyler Boyd is always the plug and play I call him the Harry Douglas of our age Where it doesn't matter if it was Roddy White And and Julio Jones whoever got hurt Harry Douglas would step in That's that's the Tyler Boyd uh, effect now Now let's pivot next segment to the key matchups Because um, you already alluded to one That's going to be my biggest uh, Getting after Joe Burrow Especially in his hobbled state in the offensive line Um, I'm curious to see what The gentlemen from Locked On Bagels think of the key matchups to get them over the um, over the Snyder and and go to two and three instead of falling to one and four. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Jake Lisko, James Rapine, Locked On Bengals. As we roll on here on a crossover Thursday, Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is one of the most fun sports entities I've ever come across. Not just because they sponsored the show. um, I'm on Prize Picks. A lot. And there's a couple different reasons why prize picks is so great. Okay. Number one, super user friendly. Okay. You can make your selections in 60 seconds or less. You're not going up against bots and, you know, sharp betters and experts. All you have to do is pick. If you think a specific player will go more or less than their prize picks projections, and you can win up to 25 times your money. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePrix the number one daily fantasy sports app. They offer weekly promotions um, like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, uh, PrizePix discounts special uh, player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. They now offer Apple Pay uh, for quick and easy deposits. I mean – This is, again, one of my most favorite entities in sports. So go to prizepix.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepix.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to 100.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: Crossover Thursday, Jake Lisco, James Rapine, Locked on Bengals, Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Thank you for making Locked on Bengals your respective first listen each and every day, free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Matchup of one in three teams, um, maybe two of the more surprising teams out of the 32 in the NFL for where they are through four weeks for different reasons. Um, Gentlemen, key matchups going into Sunday. What mm-hmm. are the matchups you think the Bengals will have some leverage on? Matchups that may uh, trouble you going into the game. What What are you thinking over there in Cincinnati?
3: Well, I, I think it's – to me, it would be Jonathan Gannon versus Joe Burrow. And in what what does he use and how does he take advantage uh, of what could be a, a – and what will be. I keep saying could because I don't have the actual percentage, but a less than 100% Joe Burrow. And last week we saw – what Vrabel and the Titans were able to do, press the receivers, make them run intermediate routes or, or potentially go downfield, and the pressure got there. And, and so does Gannon try to do that that same thing? I know he's he's willing to use three safeties and disguise it a bit, and, and, and he's taken that Philly scheme to Arizona. So will it be that, or will they they look at it and, and kind of make this a, a Titan-centric type of game plan? I think that part's interesting, especially because the, the Blitz – has gotten to burrow a bit this year. And, uh, and so will we see that on Sunday? That's that to me is number one before we get to Jamar chase or stopping the Cardinals rushing attack in all of those things matter. But to me, it's, it's that element, it, it, Jonathan Gannon versus Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I think that's the same. That's my, my biggest matchup here is can they get home? I mean, can they, can they ruffle Joe Burrow's feathers? Um, can they force him into uh, ill advised mistakes that he's doesn't traditionally have a proclivity to um to sustain but the cardinals secondary isn't very good especially with Buda baker out um jalen thompson is holding his own but you know they didn't address the cornerback position this draft and this offseason because it's a, it's a two two year rebuild so the best friend of an inferior cornerback room is a good pass rush and if the cardinals can get home to Joe Burrow, then that would be the best opportunity for them to hopefully turn him over, maybe defensive touchdown, because you're right. This defense as currently constructed talent-wise shouldn't be a match for the offense, even with a 70% or 60% Joe Burrow. What do you think, Jake?
1: Well, I, I see a couple of pass rushers that have been playing well with the Arizona Cardinals. And that's where if I'm this offense, I'm starting to think about, how do we just make sure that those guys don't get home enough to throw us off our game without T Higgins and also Charlie Jones, who's on IR who might've seen a bump in playing time this week. If he were healthy, he'd had a thumb surgery this week. The Bengals fourth round pick Add some speed to the offense when he's around. Can they find ways to give Burrow enough time to process the field and for receivers to get open? And beyond that, can the coaching staff dig out of the hole that they found themselves in where they can't seem to push the right buttons at the right time it's not just execution it's not just coaching it is the the combination of those things the play calling the details that have been off that need to get right this week and like you said Alex this is probably the worst secondary the Bengals have seen this year might be the worst secondary they see all year no disrespect intended but just factually speaking, that that could be the case. We'll see if T. Higgins can go or not. Didn't practice with that broken rib, that fractured rib on Wednesday. That's a big deal. Can they fix their protection issues so that Joe Burrow can can do enough? And I'm looking at guard Gardeck and Ledbetter. Dennis mm-hmm. Gardeck has been a revelation out of nowhere this year. Very productive pass rusher for the Cardinals. I'm sure you can talk more about that. And Jonathan Ledbetter on the interior has been a productive pass rusher on the inside. And that's where the Bengals have had their issues lately. Cordell Volson, second-year left guard, has been getting beat every week at inopportune times. Left tackle Orlando Brown looks like he can play but did not have a good week for. And so that needs to be better this week as well.
0: Yeah. And I, I think for me, it's to see if Michael Wilson and Hollywood Brown can continue to do what they're doing. Yeah. Um, these are big picture things uh, for Hollywood Brown. He's coming into a contract year or he's in a contract year. Uh, what are they going to do in 2024? Are he and Kyle Murray a package deal? If they decide to, move, to keep Kyler Murray is, is Hollywood Brown going to for sure resign? There was a, there was a report out uh, yesterday that Carolina is looking at Hollywood Brown to see if they could try to trade him like, What I'm seeing from the Cardinals wide receiver room so far is Marvin Harrison Jr. may not be a must in the draft in 2024. You may not need to move things around to be able to draft him. Um, Mm -hmm. Now that's a far-fetched thing, hearing two games from Michael Wilson where he's had 150 yards plus receiving and two touchdowns, both of which were last week against San Francisco. But I want to see if the kid can continue to do it. The Arizona Cardinals have been devoid of later round wide receiver talent. When Because Steve Kime just had an inability to target it. The second or third round, Michael Wilson, third round pick uh, out, of, um, out of Stanford has been great. And they need a big outside wide receiver to couple with the Speedsters and Rondo Moore and Hollywood Brown. So that's another one for me. Uh, the secondary of the Bengals is one of the one of the tougher challenges. The Cardinals have faced three weeks in a row after Dallas and San Francisco. And to see if the kids can continue to do it with Joshua Dobbs. I mean, the sky will be the limit with Kyler Murray coming back when he does.
3: Yeah, yeah. and Cam Taylor-Britt, the Bengals, one of the Bengals' starting corners is in concussion protocol. So mm-hmm. we'll see if he can go. Didn't practice on Wednesday. I would lean towards him not going just because it's protocol. I have no idea. Complete speculation. So if that's the case, it'll be Chido Awuzie on one side, Mike Hilton in the slot, and then DJ Turner, a rookie out of Michigan, would make his, his first start. And he's been really impressive. He's a second-round uh, second pick really impressive had a great training camp speed 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 he's gotten a lot of playing time over the first 4 games for a guy that isn't a starter so it wouldn't be uncharted territory for him but certainly a matchup i would want to see hollywood brown and and turner running with each other that's uh that's fun there man that would be that would be box office that would be good yeah.
0: i mean and this is a matchup where it's like it doesn't make sense that it's going to be fun but this is going to be a fun matchup
1: There there are a couple of interesting things we haven't talked about as well. When the Bengals defense is on the field, Cardinals offense on the field, the Bengals with rushing QBs have not necessarily consistently been at their best. Josh Dobbs has been great running the ball. The Mm -hmm. Bengals rushing defense in general this year has left much to be desired. And a lot of that is game script and they're getting down. And so teams are able to run the ball late in games on them, Tennessee, Cleveland, Baltimore, but the Arizona run game, let's not forget about it. We're spending all this time talking about secondaries and wide receivers the Arizona run game, to me, on paper, looks to be the strength of that team with Connor playing well, with Josh Jobs running well as a backup quarterback in there, making things happen with his athleticism. The Bengals need to be better in both of those aspects. And then the other thing that we've downplayed from the Bengals' perspective for too long is the, the quality of safety play. Didn't think this would make a huge, deep, huge impact. And it hasn't necessarily shown up in some spots, but they're getting beat a little bit more then you would want to see them beat. And I'm going to talk about this again for the second straight week. If their trick plays in the Cardinals arsenal, the Bengals have been susceptible to that bag of tricks this year.
3: Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that part th- – the biggest concern is the run game. The Cardinals want to run it, and the yeah. Bengals have stunk against the run. Um, and so th- that part matters. And then it goes hand-in-hand hand with the downfield stuff because – Alex, you know that they're going to try to play action. <laughs> they'll go that play action and they'll throw it to the fastest man on the field, which would be Hollywood Brown. If it's not DJ Turner or, or Wilson or, or Rondell Moore or, and yeah, I could totally see that Jake, a trick play to, to more. It would have worked last week if Ryan Tannehill didn't overshoot DeAndre Hopkins, it would have been for like
1: shot. the third straight week or maybe every single game this year anyway. Yeah. And I mean,
0: uh, I'll lend to that and we'll, we'll um, continue this conversation on the other side, but. This regime, this head coach doesn't lead with trick plays. Drew Petsing has gotten off a couple that have been, and it wasn't even a trick play. And, and we'll, we'll go to the other side after this. It's not even about a trick play. It's about properly run RPOs. It's about knowing the offense so well that you have this. You're like, all right, we're going to set them up with this for a series or two series and then run backside. And Josh Jobs ended up having a 40-plus yard run I think it was against the four I think it was against Dallas in the first or second series when nobody knew it was coming. So yeah, I mean Drew Petzing has it in his bag, and it's just nice to see it infused into an offense and not be the lead star of it, which is what we've seen over the last couple of seasons. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals, Jake Lisko, James Rapine, James Rapine locked on Bengals, crossover Thursday. Thank you for making locked on Cardinals and Bengals your first listen. Um pass to victory. Uh, predictions. We'll hit it all next. First, James is going to tell you about FanDuel.
3: Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Whether you're listening to Locked On Cardinals or Locked On Bengals, now is the time from player props to spreads, over-unders, and so much more. Check them out right now. FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's fandue lcom com slash locked on. And get going today. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And this episode of Locked On Crossover
0: Thursday is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain's getting in your own way? I mean, like you know what you should be doing, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Uh, Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of working against yourself. I mean, I struggle with this from time to time. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you just fill out a brief questionnaire. uh, You get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at at any time for no additional charge. So if you feel like your brain is getting in its own way and and you're looking to circumvent that, BetterHelp can help. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel pcom slash locked on. And then one last thing, and this is—I um, know you've probably talked about this, and uh, you know, in passing, you've been asked about this by people. But is there any world where 100% Jake Browning is better than 60% Joe Burrow?
1: There's a possibility that would have been the case in like week three or week one. I, I don't. I, I wasn't very impressed with what I saw from Jake Browning. He mm-hmm. could run the ball. He could get under center. He might unlock more of the playbook. But that was never in consideration either. Yeah. So, like, is there a chance? Maybe. I think it's probably a small chance. I don't think that the backup quarterbacks available to the Bengals were very good this year, are very good this year, which is an indictment of roster building, but it was never under consideration. If Joe Burrow could go, he was going to go.
3: Yeah. I think they would just be a different version of limited. Mm-hmm. And probably a lesser version like they might have more playbook, which fans are talking about. But you're talking about a, a limited arm when healthy and probably more turnovers. Burrow's taking care of the ball, <laughs> believe it or not, given his limitations. It's been tough, but he's been able to. So I think it's not like he has eight interceptions or anything like that. Yeah. So I, it's always going to be Burrow. The, the, they'll stick with him as long as he can play. Yeah, fair enough, and,
0: and I figured as much. I just thought that would be a fun little talking point. So past sure. the, victory yeah. for the Arizona Cardinals, um, these seem generic, and it sucks because generic is usually the right thing. <laughs> Control on the clock, long, sustained drives, winning the turnover battle. Yeah. The Cardinals have yeah. been very good at not turning the ball over, which is Looney tunes to me. With Joshua Dobbs pretty much coming off the quote-unquote yeah. trash. I mean, Coming off the bench for his entire career, saved two really important games with Tennessee last year. Uh, James Connor has been a vision. He's hopefully will be an Arizona Cardinal for for years to come. I just think he'll just transition, hopefully, to that Laguerre Point role starting next year, but still is a featured back. He's been great. The offensive line has been good. They can't turn the ball over. You got to get to Joe Burrow. And 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 the time of possession is mass is massive. Coming from again, the last couple of seasons, 37 seconds, three and out. Two minute, three and out, whatever it may be, these long sustained Drew Petsing drives are a defense's best friend, especially an inferior one talent wise. So I think yeah. those three are the biggest things for the Cardinals. The best offense is keeping Joe Burrow's ass off the field, whether he's 30% or 100%.
3: Fair. I mean, the, the Titans did it last week. You know, they were able to get off the field quickly on defense and uh, their offense. They had a 10-minute and 22-second drive to start the third quarter. So any momentum that uh, that the Bengals were hoping to get out of halftime, they didn't have. Um, so first things first, the Bengals have to start fast. They've had a lead once once uh, in each uh, of – well, once last week, 3 nothing, and that didn't last long, and, and then the one game that they won. So they need to, to score a touchdown in the first quarter. They haven't done that. They haven't scored a touchdown in the first half this year. That needs to change. Only three touchdowns on the year, so – Quick start, obviously find a way to generate offense despite Burrow being less than 100% and potentially being shorthanded without T. Higgins. And and if you can do those things, and then on the other side, stop the run, which includes Josh Dobbs, and then don't give up any explosive plays, which includes the trick plays that Jake mentioned. Because last week it was was like a firework show in Nashville in the middle of the Sunday afternoon. You, You can't have that. So obviously the turnover battle goes without saying for this team, but those those to me are the main keys, where if you can do, do those, you're going to be feeling pretty good on, on Sunday afternoon after the game.
1: I'll mention penalties and tackling as well. Penalties both sides of the ball have been a significant issue. And tackling in a couple of games this season for the Bengals has just killed them. So, you know, that's kept them on the field when they should have gotten off the field numerous times on third downs this year. It's put them behind the chains and killed drives on offense. Got to clean those things up.
3: Quick prediction, Alex. Who you got? I mean, <clears throat>
1: I am in.
0: The, I am in my moral victory, sugar coated in growth for broken organization trying to move forward. Just journey here. So I think if it's a one score game late, it's a win. Um, if it's a low scoring game, it's a win because that means the defense showed out in some capacity. I think Cincinnati twenty to seventeen. 20 to 13 something like that i think it's definitely going to hit the under i I don't see a way unless this is joe burrows coming out and they put up a 40 burger i think this is going to be kind of a lower scoring game kind of an uglier game and we'll see who has the ball last maybe that maybe that'll be the uh the way one team wins or loses
3: yeah i'll take the bengals too uh one thing joe burrow said is it's a must win it doesn't matter how it happens it can be ugly but it's they need to find a way to get a w i think it might be ugly but he was so laser focused. I think you're going to get just enough out of Joe more out of this defense and they find a way to win on the road. Bengals by a field goal sounds about right, right now. I think it'll be close. Jake. Oh, he doesn't do predictions. I, Sorry, I'm, right now I'm,
0: like, I'm not even going to ask. He's not even do predictions. All right.
1: Well, right I, I, S- I S- do S- agree. I think close. I, I don't have a ton of confidence in the Bengals right now before the season. I'm looking at this and like, whatever the line was, I was like, yeah, I like the Bengals even with those points. And now it's, Three, I think, and it's that's tenuous. Jake Lisco, James Rapine, Locked On Bengals, Alex Clancy,
0: Locked On Cardinals. We will talk to you on our respective podcast tomorrow.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.